Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Thy Strong Word. I'm Pastor A.J. Espinosa. We're reading the entire Bible together out loud, chapter by chapter, 2 Samuel, chapter 22. And uh, I know we're going to start doing this, and you're going to say, wait, I thought that you said we were doing 2 Samuel, not doing a, a psalm. You know, we, we do psalms every so often, and, and they've got interesting connections um, often to the things that we're reading, but it feels like a little bit of a detour. Uh, yeah, so today you might get the same feeling like, what? It's a psalm. But no, it's uh, it's actually uh, David singing the psalm, and it's just uh, just in the text itself. So I mean, pretty interesting um, kind of all by itself for that reason. Um, and also, <laughs> uh, those of you who are, are familiar with the, the, the ebbs and flows of these things, uh, it's pretty, it's, uh, it's pretty, uh, I guess what, providential that we have today as our guest then, Pastor Nathan Metter, pastor at St. John's Lutheran Church in Plymouth, Wisconsin. Uh, I think we're still getting a hold of him, uh, but hopefully we'll be able to have him on real soon. Uh, but yeah, the, the joke is we uh, we end up having him for the Psalms that we do very often. And so here, look, he thought he was going to get a chapter of Second Samuel, but nope, it's a Psalm psych. Uh, but <laughs> it's interesting, though, to, to have this. It's it's not just kind of like relegated to the appendix of, of Psalms here. And um, it, it's kind of... I think it's got some interesting features too, um, as a as a highly textual and uh, very ancient uh, psalm uh, in, in this way. So uh, this is some good stuff to look at. Oh, hey, look at that! I'm being told that we we've got him here. So yeah, Pastor Matter, uh, glad that you could uh, could j- join us today. And like I was just telling everybody, you know, you probably thought, oh, hey, look, I'm I get some Bible narrative today. Oh, whoa, nope, it's another psalm. <laughs> you 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 always manage to get me to a psalm. I, I know. I just it's just it wasn't me though. I, it's just it's just I providence. Know. It's just providence. I, I apologize. <laughs> I apologize for for being a little tardy to class. But I I have been since the shutdown. I've been teaching a a Wednesday morning Bible class, and that and that I had one of those last minute questions that kind of took an extra minute or two. So I had to switch headphones from the computer to the phone. So uh, uh, uh. I went from. I went from prolegomena and the first eight verses of Revelation to now Second Samuel. So uh, here we go. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> it's it's uh, it's it's funny though how uh, is as in some ways I almost feel like the, the the further apart the things seem to be, the more interconnected they end up being in my head, and that's probably just because my head's just kind of in a funny place. But I mean, but you just see these connections, and it's it's really nice sometimes how. Um, I don't know. It's just kind of like when you kind of look for the unusual, you, you spot like some really neat stuff sometimes. Absolutely. Without a doubt. Without a doubt, my friend. Well, let's, uh, let's go ahead and, and dive into the text. As we do so, would you open us up with a prayer? Sure. Gracious God, our Heavenly Father, we come to you this day uh, mindful of your, uh, your divine love for us revealed in your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. And, and that's the testimony of this whole book. It points us it gets us to Jesus, it shows us Jesus, and shows us the results of us being in Christ. Lord, we pray that uh, as we dig into these words, um, uh, that is, uh, uh, of, of great David, uh, may it point us to great David's greater son, and what he has done for David and for us. Open these words, uh, for we understand that your words are closed to us unless your Spirit opens them to us. So, so lead us uh, in your way, 
to have a discussion, to answer questions, uh, to lead us not to a puffed-up knowledge and pointing to ourselves, but a humble, repentant revelation of Jesus, the one who came, the one who died, the one who rose, the one who ascended, the one who's coming again for us for eternity. Lead us to this Jesus this day through these words, for his sake. Amen. Amen. Let's, um, I mean, we should turn to the text um, shortly here, but just briefly consider, um, you know, kind of what's what's this psalm doing right here in this part of Second Samuel? And I guess the, the two things that come to mind for me um, is that, first of all, we're approaching the end of the book. Um, and, and we've seen before that in Old Testament narratives, it's not uncommon to have some kind of uh, a song or a poem or, uh, you know, like a poetic blessing or any, any number of these sorts of things uh, right before the conclusion, right before the end. And you kind of see this again and again, right? Like you, you got that, um, you know, uh, I'm thinking about the blessing of Jacob over his 12 sons towards the right. end of Exodus. You got the song of Moses uh, right towards the end of Deuteronomy. Um, you've got, you know, the song by the sea. Uh, at the conclusion of the the whole Passover and plague narrative, right? So, uh, or even just you know the stuff at, at the end of Revelation, right? So, um, it's it sort of it's sort of even though maybe for us we're just sort of like, hang on, what's this song doing here? Um, I mean, it, it kind of makes sense in that that pattern of of Hebrew storytelling. Right. Well, it, it's not not only is it a pattern of Hebrew, it, not only is it a pattern of Hebrew storytelling. Remember that that. The faith initially was passed down orally, A U R A L. It was a word yeah. that was designed to be heard, and you know, and and of course they're they're not they don't, they don't have their their uh, their seven point sermon outline that, that <laughs> you have in, in your in your or exegetical churches, you know, so you can kind of just highlight and fill in the blank. Remember, they did yeah. they weren't carrying, you know, they they weren't they weren't carrying their notepads with them. What yeah. was hap- what's happening as the story is being told is this this then story is something that as it it is being told not just for information but it's being told for retention and think of the power of when when you marry a powerful text to a tune yeah it comes with it, it carries with you and it makes it that much more retainable if the, you know it, it, it aids in retention. You know, like, you know, there's a reason why you, you mm-hmm. know the words to, um, you, 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 there's a reason why you know the words to the familiar hymns, because those, those, those tunes, those powerful tunes have been married to text, you know, so when you sing, a mighty fortress is our God, and, and you're, you're singing that paraphrase of, of Psalm 46, you've, yeah. you've yeah. got that fortress image, of, and, and, and this is David. He, you know, not only is it, not only is this the end of the book, it's the it's getting to be the end of David. This is yeah. an old yeah. David now, mm-hmm. and and he is putting, you know, this is being the spirit leads him to marry the text of David's life and faith uh, to a tune, so that it can be retained. Because what's going to happen going forward? They're always pointing back to David. You get well, who is this David dude? Oh yeah, yeah. it's that guy. It's that guy who is eminently failed and yeah. eminently blessed. 
Yeah, I know that, that, that's true. Um, at the end of his, you know, towards the end of his life, which which makes it very similar to the Song of Moses, like that. I mean, this is his swan song, right? And exactly. uh, and as you're as you're saying, I mean, it then functions as a as a a summarizing not 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 just um, you know a way of kind of summarizing and as you were saying, kind of encapsulating for retention the narrative, but also uh, really kind of functioning as a testimony of his whole life, you know, and, and that's pretty, it's pretty significant that as you were saying that this, this, uh, I mean, that really this chapter right here in many ways, I mean, this is, this is kind of David saying in some ways how he wants to be remembered, not, not in a, in a vain sense, but mm-hmm. I think in the sense of somebody who has seen a lot of grace um, thrown his way. Um, and imagine he imagine it's in, instead of going instead of going to a lawyer for your last will and testament, you go to a minstrel, and that's yeah, really what right? he's doing here. In, yeah. in a very minstrel way, he's writing his last will and testament. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So so um yeah no so I, I think that that really kind of helps uh, you know kind of orient then um, our ears as you were saying as we do look at the chapter here with our eyes. Um, I, I think you know briefly. Um, otherwise, you know, we, we know that in the last chapter we had a fairly, uh, good, uh, depiction of David, you know, kind of, uh, going on a, a little bit of a higher note. Um, you know, David's able to sh- extend a lot of mercy and be very Christ-like, um, you know, having mercy on Rizpah, on Mephibosheth, on, um, you know, on, on his, uh, on the bones of his, his enemy Saul, right? Um, so lots, of, lots of good things, but, uh, also you see that it's his, uh, this, this is the this is the problem, right? It's hard for a good man to be to be king, right? Because uh, by the time you know David, you know has had all his grace and God's really worked on him and sanctified him, well, he's too old to fight now, right? So now he, yeah. So it's just, uh, yeah. So I, th- I think we're confronted by um, David's, you know, the limitations of mortality, uh, even even though God's done some good work in him, and so we get this we get this song. Yep. So, um, any other thoughts? I mean, it is, it is a little bit longer here, but. Uh, you well, my fir- my first thought when I looked at this, I said, "There is no way that Espinosa and I are going to get anywhere near through this chapter." <laughs> well, well, of course story. not. Of but, course uh, not. But no, I I think you're absolutely you're absolutely spot on. You know, and and this is one of those things. You know, he he's this, he, so you've got this old guy. You know, and, and it helps us understand. You know, as as we deal with those. Um, you know, as I, you know, as I turn 50 and I look at those who are now 80 and I'm learning more and more, the older I get, how important it is to listen to them yeah. because as they tell their stories, as I'm sitting, you know, I'm sitting in their living rooms with, with private communion because their legs won't bring them to church anymore. Or now in the year of COVID they're, you know, they're, they're extra cautious, but yeah. I start to listen to those stories over and over again. And I used, as a young man, I used to get impatient with that. Yeah, right. But now, the older I get, the more I realize what they're doing is they're recounting God's actions in their life. This is their testimony. It's time for me to shut up and listen to their song. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and then just anything that's worth listening to is is worth listening yeah. to a few times, right? Amen so. to that. There's a you know there's a reason why I stop and listen to American Pie and 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 some of those some of those you know some of those cultic like songs or or, or, yeah. or yeah. They, you know or the songs that make you immediately think of your childhood or your youth yeah. or or whatever you, you you or or you know you and your wife have 
your song, you know, right, and it's like, right, right. and that, and that, you know, and, and, and it takes you to a place where oh, this is where God put, this is what God was doing when he put us together. And where, and when it takes you from where you were to where God has you now, it gives you that perspective. And that's what David's doing in this song. He's giving us perspective on a long, twisted, tortured, blessed life. Yeah, yeah that's right. All right, without further ado, let's go ahead and read the text here. This is 2 Samuel chapter 22. And David spoke to the Lord the words of this song on the day when the Lord delivered him from the hand of his enemies and from the hand of Saul. He said, The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold and my refuge, my Savior. You save me from violence. I call upon the Lord, who is worthy to be praised, and I am saved from my enemies. For the waves of death encompassed me, the torrents of destruction assailed me, the cords of Sheol entangled me, the snares of death confronted me. In my distress, I called upon the Lord, to my God I called. From his temple, he heard my voice, and my cry came to his ears. Then the earth reeled and rocked, the foundations of the heavens trembled and quake because he was angry. Smoke went up from his nostrils and devouring fire from his mouth. Glowing coals flamed forth from him. He bowed the heavens and came down. Thick darkness was under his feet. He rode on a cherub and flew. He was seen on the wings of the wind. He made darkness around him his canopy, thick clouds, a gathering of water. Out of the brightness before him, coals of fire flamed forth. The Lord thundered from heaven, and the Most High uttered his voice. And he sent out arrows and scattered them, lightning and routed them. Then the channels of the sea were seen. The foundations of the world were laid bare at the rebuke of the Lord, at the blast of the breath of his nostrils. He sent from on high, he took me. He drew me out of many waters. He rescued me from my strong enemy, from those who hated me, for they were too mighty for me. They confronted me in the day of my calamity, but the Lord was my support. He brought me out into a broad place. He rescued me because he delighted in me. The Lord dealt with me according to my righteousness. According to the cleanness of my hands, he rewarded me. For I have kept the ways of the Lord and have not wickedly departed from my God. For all his rules were before me, and from his statutes I did not turn aside. I was blameless before him, and I kept myself from guilt. And the Lord has rewarded me according to my righteousness, according to my cleanness in his sight. With the merciful, you show yourself merciful. With the blameless man, you show yourself blameless. With the purified, you do purely. And with the crooked, you make yourself seem torturous. You save a humble people, but your eyes are on the haughty to bring them down. For you are my lamp, O Lord, and my God lightens my darkness. For by you I can run against a troop, and by my God I can leap over a wall. This God, his way, is perfect. The word of the Lord proves true. He is a shield for all those who take refuge in him. For who is God but the Lord? And who is a rock except our God? This God is my strong refuge and has made my way blameless. He has made my feet like the feet of a deer and set me secure on the heights. He trains my hands for war so that my arms can bend a bow of bronze. You have given me the shield of your salvation and your gentleness made me great. You gave a wide place for my steps under me and my feet did not slip. 
I pursued my enemies and destroyed them, and did not turn back until they were consumed. I consumed them. I thrust them through so that they did not rise. They fell under my feet. For you equipped me with the strength for battle. You made those who rise against me sink under me. You made my enemies turn their backs to me, those who hated me, and I destroyed them. They looked, but there was none to save. They cried to the Lord, but he did not answer them. I beat them fine as the dust of the earth. I crushed them and stamped them down like the mire of the streets. He delivered me from the strife with my people. You kept me as the head of the nations. People whom I had not known served me. Foreigners came cringing to me. As soon as they heard of me, they obeyed me. Foreigners lost heart and came trembling out of their fortresses. The Lord lives, and blessed be my rock, and exalted be my God, the rock of my salvation, the God who gave me vengeance and brought down peoples under me, who brought me out from my enemies. You exalted me above those who rose against me. You delivered me from men of violence. For this I will praise you, O Lord, among the nations, and sing praises to your name. Great salvation he brings to his king, and shows steadfast love to his anointed, to David and his offspring forever. I want to sing the glory of Patria right now. I know. You know, you know, again, it's a, you know, it's a summary, and and David is a part, David is not the core of it, David is a participant in it. Yeah. He is a receiver of all of this, and that's what makes it such a powerful statement of faith. It's talking about God through the way God acted in David's life, but it's all talking about what Yahweh has done. It really, it really is, and it's striking just how, I mean, just think about all the different terms of address that are used for God, right? Mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, he really is, there's just all this focus on on God and his identity, and it's his identity, as you were saying, as it's revealed through David. Um, but I mean, well, and, and, and to David, as much as anything, right? I mean, uh, and, and you can hear that in the in, in the humility of his voice, and we'll have to talk about that. Like, is, is this psalm, um, you know, humble ultimately, or, or is it, or is it proud? Uh, because I, I think that certainly we hear some of these lines, you know, like, you know, uh, you know, he rewarded me according to my righteousness and stuff, and we're thinking to, to ourselves, like, well, now what? You know, David's a papist again. Uh, <laughs> so we'll put, put that aside for a second. But you know, there's these other uh, moments, right, where you know he says, like, you know, foreigners came cringing to me. Uh, you know, people whom I had not known served me, right? And and, and I feel like that's, uh, at least the way it, it strikes me, it's not him being proud, but but him really just when you kind of step back and you'll, you know, kind of like you were saying, you're looking back at all the things in your life and you're, and you're just saying, wow, God did some amazing things for me that I had no business expecting or receiving. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, like, you know, what? why would the king do that for me. Yeah. You know, and again, and that is one of the most amazing things when it comes, you know, you, when you watch God at work in your life, you know, the, the biggest problem we have is, is when we, when we lose 
we when we lose our perspective, you know, and and that's what leads to idolatry. You know, we yeah. we don't pay attention to we we don't we 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 look more to what God is what we're doing than what God is doing. And David and and, and think of this: David had the, has those moments in his life. David has those moments in his life where where he does lose sight. And what does he do? Yeah. Oh, the Bathsheba incident, the mm-hmm. Absalom incident, you know, and these kind of things. Um, and, and David is most honest with. That's what I love in this this, this section here. He's wrapping it up, and and and, and just just think about this. Okay, we're finishing up Second Samuel. Remember how First Samuel starts. It starts with the song of Hannah. Yeah. So you've yeah. got a song on one end, and this is the bookend psalm, and it, it, it was a song that it was it was a song that confessed the faithfulness of God. This confesses the faithfulness of God, and and, and it is this ongoing faithfulness that spurs us through. Yeah, you know, that, and that's a good point. You know, because uh, we've talked uh, we've talked a, a few times now about how there is a, a very broad continuity. How um, you know, for instance, like in the Septuagint, these are just first, second, third, fourth kingdoms. Um, mm-hmm. How, in a lot of ways, you can step back and see how Deuteronomy and Joshua even are all kind of like all part of this, like kind of this just big, broad history, right? But I like what you're saying, though. You you can see why uh, the names first and second Samuel also stuck, right? Because. Yes. You know, that, like you can see how this functions together as a unit with these bookends, right? You know, uh, we, we're we're wanting we're wanting a, a son of God. We're want, we we're asking for a king, and this is uh this is looking yeah looking back on that and saying you know what yeah God really did answer uh, Hannah's prayer. Uh, yeah. Not even just right. with you know the the not, not not just with Samuel right, but but ultimately like who who Samuel. And ended up anointing, right? Correct. So, so yeah, she prays for a son. She desperately wants a son. And and think about the parallel. You know, okay, let let's do Old Testament parallels. What you know, think of Gen- the way Genesis four begins. You have this horrific end of of, of a, what was once a tremendous creation, and then a judgment. And then immediately, you know, she, you know, Adam knows Eve. She bears a son. Oh, I've received a man from the Lord. Well, yeah, guess yeah. what? It's that's not the man. That you know, all of a sudden, you know, Obi Wan is saying, "This is not the man you were looking for. Move along." <laughs> you know, this is not the yeah. man you're looking for. Move along. And and while while it looks like Hannah's prayer was answered in the birth of the prophet, it's not. Her Anna, Hannah's yeah. real prayer is answered. And it's not even answered in David. You know, Dave, you know so the prophet leading to David yeah. is setting up for what's going to happen with the prophet that leads us to Jesus. You know, this is a, this yeah. is, you know, and in a much tighter window, you've got the birth of John the, Bap- John yeah. the Baptist and Jesus, you know. Yeah, um, right. and, and, and you see, you know, this is one of those things, oh, the more you dig into this book, the more you see these parallels and connections, you go, wait a minute, here, and then here, and then here, and then, and then you're a guy like me with, you know, a 50-year-old undiagnosed ADD, and you go, oh, my goodness, and you just don't know what to do, and you, and you just get excited and excited and excited, and, and, and so, I'm sorry, I'll just take a breath now. Yeah, no, no. Uh, you you got to get that checked out. Um. <laughs> it's way too late. It's way too late. And, and I, too many years. No, no. Too many years of untreated and too much caffeine. Oh no. Well, I, I, I suppose they they just diagnose stimulants in the end, right? But okay. Uh, that that aside, um, 
let's look briefly at, at maybe just the first parallel here and we'll just have to kind of just kind of throw this out here and then um turn to it when we get uh back from the break because that's coming up in just a second here um but so the, the first thing that you see here right you know in terms of like parallels right um you know well maybe not necessarily the first thing but the, the, the first major parallel that that really hits me is when it, it's basically word for word um which which psalm is it here i feel like it is it is it some uh well, actually, that's kind of a little bit of one of the things we should talk about, how how there, there are so many psalms and lines from psalms all throughout this. And then you got some that are actually kind of by and large like, whoa, it's like half that psalm here. Um, so like I said, we just got to put a pin on that right here. But we'll be yeah. right back, everybody, looking at Second Samuel 22 on Nice Strong Word. Be right back. Even in these uncertain times, Missouri lawyers are here to help. If your income has been impacted by the current global crisis, or if you qualify as a low-income household, you can have your legal questions answered for free at missouri.freelegalanswers.org. You can ask up to five questions, and they'll be answered by a lawyer licensed in Missouri at no cost to you. Missouri lawyers want you to know you are not alone. Get free answers to your legal questions at missouri.freelegalanswers.org. Brought to you by the Missouri Bar. This is the voice of a mother in the faraway country of Georgia, reading to her six-month-old son about Jesus from a Bible storybook written in the Georgian language. The child's Bible was given to her by the Lutheran Heritage Foundation, and the Holy Spirit is working powerfully through your support of LHF to make events like these happen every day. Help another family learn of the Savior. Learn how at lhfmissions.org. I'm Pastor Ken Bomberger. Join me weekday mornings at 7.15 for Orazio, your time of scripture, meditation, and music on KFUO, Christ for you, anytime, anywhere. Welcome back, everybody, to Thy Strong Word. I'm Pastor A.J. Espinosa. We're looking at 2 Samuel chapter 22, a chapter that is, you know, this big, uh, I mean, summarizing, uh, legacy-leaving psalm here. Um, It's just very very appropriate here. We're just talking about that on on many levels here, appreciating this in the wider context of 1 and 2 Samuel, uh, the Old Testament, or or even the whole Bible is— a lot of this is going to get reprised with, uh, of course, the New Testament and the Gospels. But yeah, lots of connections. No way we're going to talk about all of it. But if you have any particular questions, uh, this is a great opportunity. If you give us a call, if you're listening live, 1-800-730-2727. Or if you're in St. Louis, 314-821-0850. 
you can ask a question of me and Pastor Metter, Pastor Nathan Metter, pastor at St. John's Lutheran Church in Plymouth, Wisconsin. And uh, we'll, if you if you have multiple questions, we'll at least try to answer one of them. Uh, no, no guarantees that we'll get to the second one. Uh, too too many things going on here, but great, but very very good things. Um, we we can also take a look at some questions or comments uh, sent in over email kfuo at kfuo.org. So. Um, Let's see here. Let's take a look at these. There's uh, there's there's many of them, but mm, I guess the, the the kind of overall question I'm getting from this here is like like what how does this depict salvation? Right, kind of the question's kind of multi part here. It's kind of like what's the distinction between deliverance and salvation? Is there like a sequence? Is there like a causal difference? You know, um, you know how is this? Uh, uh, you know, this talk of salvation like as a reward, right? How does that make sense? So yeah, that that's good. Talking about how David um, talks about salvation in this chapter. You can also ask any questions or make any observations here. Maybe, uh, you know, you, you think of, uh, oh, hey, it's like this psalm over here. Um, you can you can go ahead and just check that out on the live stream, facebook.com slash H.A. Espinosa, where we got some questions uh, kind of comparing this to some of those other songs, right? Like the songs of Deborah and Moses, right? Asking about some of the differences. And I think those are actually some really helpful comparisons to make. Uh, but yeah, let's go ahead. Uh, we're, we were just getting into some of those Psalm connections here. Uh, before we turn to those, I just want to thank our underwriters at the Lutheran Heritage Foundation, lhfmissions.org. Thank you guys for supporting Thy Strong Word. So... Um, yeah, the uh, there's just a there's a lot of connections here, and um, I was it, it's uh, there's just like a number of psalms that uh, that you you just uh, kind of have just popping out at you. Like there's the one like you know uh, you, you train my hands for war. I think that's like I think that's like Psalm like 143 or 144 right. or something like that. Um, you know, and then like the mention of like you know kind of the flaming. Uh, you know, brightness in the, in the midst of the thick darkness. Um, gosh, I, I like I'm a, well, I've, I think that there's actually even a couple different Psalms that, that have that stuff, but yeah, I mean, it's kind of overall, like, what do you, what do you make of how, I, I, I don't know. I mean, is, is it like the Psalms kind of like took bits and pieces of, of this moment here or that David is kind of like presenting a kind of like a grand kind of summary um, overture of the Psalms that he's already written here? I mean, what do you think like the relationship well, is there? I think, I think, I think clearly, I mean, clearly you, you've got a situation where um, this chapter, you know, is, as you and I, as you and I, our normal haunt is in the Psalms. You yeah. know, we, you know, we, we go back to the David, the, of David. What does this yeah. mean? Yeah. Is this a Psalm that David wrote or is this a Psalm that's about David? And I, I yeah. think what you see with so many of these references is this does give us an idea that, that when you see Ulad David in the Hebrew of David, yeah. that, that these come from his pen. And these come from yeah. the way God has, God has moved his heart, has broken his heart, has restrengthened his heart. Um, and, and, you know, and this is one of those things. I, I don't know about you, you know, you're, you're likely a far better teacher than I. But, you know, one of the things that we do, there's no sense in reinventing the wheel. When you get good material, you use it again. <laughs> yeah, you right. Know, you know, you use that again, and, and, and repetition is the mother of, of learning. So, 
so for David to reach be reaching the end of his earthly journey, you know, uh, you know, he he he's seen all this. Um, he's going to go back to those words. It makes sense that that he, being led by the Holy Spirit, is going to is going to lead him back to the is going to lead him back to that whole concept of. Yeah. Of um, you know this reprising, and I think you know the word is reprise, the, the 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 high points of this, and again it's talking about you know again we're we're hitting these points, and and they're leading David through his life, but they're also alluding to that which is to come. Some of these some of these early things, you know, some of these early things that did you know, and like verses you know three, four, five, six, you know, some of these things here, you're dealing with stuff that David experienced. But there are also things that Jesus experiences, yeah. you know. So, so we're seeing David as a type of Christ. Some of the experience of David, are, some of the experiences of David, are going to be the things that Jesus endures. You know, rejection by his own family. Um, you know, uh, suffering um, and, and and this type of stuff. Um, yeah. And and yet, Dave, so when David starts claiming righteousness, you know, is this hubris? No. Well. Yeah. Is it is it righteousness that is you know is is he really talking about David or is he talking about Jesus? Well, yeah, yeah, no, that's and that's uh, no, no, certainly that's a provocative question, right? Um, the righteousness there. Well, and and I think that that kind of gets to the email questions too about thinking about um, salvation, right? Because that is interesting too, because so much right of the psalm is talking about how God you know, has, has saved his bacon just more times than he can count. Right. Um, which, which is interesting then to kind of put that then on the lips of Christ. Um, you know, because I, I, we, we see this kind of a lot too. We, we, I I think we're kind of so used to this, uh, this kind of picture that we have of kind of like, I don't know, incognito God, right. Who's just kind of like, you know, like he's like, all right, y'all don't get this, but here I'm going to pray. I mean, I don't need to pray because I'd be like praying to me, but I'm just going to like do this so that you can, you know, kind of imitate me. Right. Or, or, or sort of like, okay, you're asking this question. Well, let me, let me play along and I'll ask you a question. I mean, I can read your mind some God, right. We, we kind of have this sort of like, um, you, you know, this, this, this picture of, of Jesus that's uh, not, not particularly human actually. And, right. uh, and I think because of that, we kind of struggle then to see like how God could save him again and again but um but i think that if you actually look at the gospels that they do in fact say that god saves him again and yeah. again and that's kind of uh the the big idea at the end right but yeah. um what yeah go ahead well at the whole point i mean you think you think of the you know let's let's think of the times in jesus life you know i i'm you know as you were talking about that i immediately think of, i i'm immediately taken to the synagogue of nazareth yeah you know yeah. and his own family says, yeah. what kind of blasphemy are you uttering? You know, what kind of, bla- you know, a prophet's without honor in his own hometown, you know, and, and, you know, they want, you know, or, 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 you know, or, you know, and they want to take him to the brow of the hill, you know, and it's like, no, 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 no. And he walks through the midst of them, you know, yeah, that's you, right. you, get, you know, you know, and he says some pretty provocative things, you know, these words are fulfilled in your hearing, um, you know, and, and, and all of a sudden, you know, you see, yeah, God does save him there. You know, think about how, you know, when, when yeah. was he most helpless? When was he most helpless? You know, Herod's coming to get him. The wise guys dupe Herod. You know, they go back by another way. Herod is ticked. I'm going to kill everybody. What does he do? Get up, take the kid to Egypt. Yep. Get up, take the kid to Egypt. 
Okay, the ones who went, he dead, come back home. You know, and, and so, so there are multiple images in, in, the, in the life of Jesus where, where, where the father has indeed saved his son. Mm-hmm. I, I think I think so, and and I, and I think that that's uh, you, you gotta. I, I think you gotta understand the, the the backdrop of David, right? When you're seeing that stuff, because I mean, it's it's I, I think more than anything conveying the idea that yeah, no, this really is the the Messiah, the Son of God, because that's what God does for the Messiah, right? Like right. The, the God looks out for him, keeps him as the apple of his eye, and, and all the rest, right? Um, yeah. Which, which then I think just tightens the the tension so much when you just see him getting crucified because you're just asking why, why, why he never allowed that to happen to David. How can this possibly be? Um, and, and I think it just really sets us up for for Easter even bigger. But without just going into a, I could just launch into a whole sermon on that. I'm sure you could too, um, and that'd be very fun. Uh, I think that you know us doing like a, like a tag team sermon would just be loads of fun. We should try that sometime. But um, clear clear the schedule. We're gonna be. Here a while. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I know. Like one of these days when like just everything gets canceled, uh, you know, like everyone just kind of calls out sick or something on KFUO, just like, you know, call us up and we'll just, uh, yep. we, we got like about four hours, right? So anyways, um, <laughs> but so, so I, I found the Psalm um, that I was, cause I was just re- as I was reading, I'm like, hang on a second. This is like word for word, this Psalm, which one? And I was thinking it was early, early on in the Psalter, but I'm like, which one was it? Okay. It's Psalm 18, right? And actually the ESV is helpful. Um, on, on verse two, there's a little footnote there, and it says, "For this is amazing, right? For verses one through fifty-one, see Psalm eighteen two to fifty. <laughs> and, and, and every I know, right? And every once in a while, this happens, um, particularly with Psalms. And yeah, but basically, what it's saying is, uh, yeah, um, almost the whole thing <laughs> is." Just Psalm 18, um, and and then you you have like a little a little bit of a, a different um, ending there at the end, and, and you've got like little like bits and pieces that are different. But I mean, it, it's amazing. Like, so you, we just heard this, right? But if you were to open up Psalm 18, and then you start reading this, you know, I love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress. Uh, um, in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. The cords of death encompassed me. And you start going, and it's like, hang on a second. It's the same thing. Well, and it, and it very well uh, practically is. And it's a, it's a very awesome psalm. I mean, I, I, I love like so much of the imagery, this stuff like, uh, especially the, the about riding on a cherub. I think, I think it only occurs like here and in, Psalm 18, right? So, I mean, it's uh, it's it's very unique for many reasons. Um, what what do you make of that though? That like this is, I mean, for for all the differences and all the little pieces that are f- similar to many other places and many other psalms, what do you make of how this is? I mean, on the large scale, practically just Psalm 18. Yeah. Well, but and again, you go. You go to the fact that this is David confessing his faith. This is his, you know, if you look at Psalm 18 as kind of like his magnum opus, you know, his, yeah. his, his again, his last will and testament. Well, he, he may have written that earlier, but... Mm-hmm. Here he is in the uh, in the chronicle of the you know in, so so remember the you know the Psalm eighteen that's the hymn that he's stuck in the hymn book of the Old Testament yeah you know this is where it plays out in the in the chronology of the Old Testament 
and it, it, yeah. it, it, it's continuity. So, so think about this: that this is this is the the marriage of the worship life of the people of Israel and the life of the people of Israel. The day, you know, as their as their king is ready to to be gathered to his fathers. Yeah. You know, and and, and so, so we're seeing this, and we're seeing David. You know, David. You know, he's he was. You know, he's the harpist. He's the musician that soothes the the savage beast inside of his enemy Saul, when he didn't realize he was fully his enemy yet. Um, yeah. And and yet, you know, he's wrapping this up at the end. You know, so you see how these things work together. The worship life of Israel and the life of Israel are intertwined inexorably. You can't. You you you. Israel, just like just like we decry the fact that 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 too many of our folks have a Sunday life and a Monday through Saturday life, hmm. uh, and there needs to be some sort of a the, you know if we're really to be faithful, there's a congruity between the two. Yeah, this is this is what you know this this Psalm that that is that is that that he's rehearsing, uh, and and again there are some distinctions there. It's not exactly word for word, but it was pretty stinking mm-hmm. close. Yeah. Um, so maybe even it's David, you know, maybe it's even, you know, it's, it's the author, it's the author at this point, um, recalling, uh, recalling the, the song, he, as he's, as he's, you know, listening to David per se, maybe he's, you know, David is, is paraphrasing it. And, and some of these words are a little different, but he's recounting the faithfulness that he'd confessed earlier. And, and well, there is an absolute continuity. Well, I, I think, yeah, no, there, there, there is, there's a, there's a big continuity um, in in his life, and, and I think that that, that that's right. That that's re- really what uh, you get then as the continuity, um, you know, w- with with the psalm. And, and it's and it's very interesting. I mean, I really like some of the ideas you kind of um, you know put out there about like what how how the two might be related. You know, is he kind of paraphrasing it right here? Right. Um, mm-hmm. You know, one another another thing right that. Uh, you might go in the opposite direction and say, well, is he maybe here? This is extemporaneous, right? And, and this is like what he, what he is, you know, kind of as, I don't know, like the, the, the spirit, you know, uh, you know, falls upon him, right? As, um, as it did with, with uh, Saul, right? And he prophesied, right? Is this like the, like ecstatic speech here? Um, okay, I'm not going to say ecstatic speech. That's got too many like uh, um, connotations, right? But is, is this that kind of um, you know speech, uh, extemporaneous speech that you know he he says now, and then later he's going to kind of reflect on that and say like, okay, well, I'm going to put this in, in in Psalm 18, right? But kind of like you know, I don't know, like clean this up, work work the meter out a certain way so it fits this tune or something, right? But then he takes kind of like all these other parts, and he's like, oh, that could be a whole other psalm. And this over right. here, that could be like a whole other psalm, right? Um, yeah. So I mean, so yeah, there's a lot of ways you 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 could see it, but I, I think the question that I want to get to um, is regarding just like the very beginning that it says here, you know, David spoke to the Lord, um, which is interesting. It says you know spoke to the Lord, right? That kind of, I think kind of gets to that idea of maybe you know like something like an intervention of the Spirit or something like this. But um, the words of this song on the day when the Lord delivered him from the hand of all his enemies, from the hand of Saul. Now you had mentioned that. You know, maybe is this something that he had originally sung earlier, right? right. Like when it was like the the Saul conflict, mm-hmm. um, and that that's kind of getting brought out now. But like, like like it makes sense though because it is like as you were saying, kind of like a a magnum opus, right? I, I really I really like that idea. Kind of think kind of regardless, but um, or or is it that in a certain way 
it's not until just recently that God has finally really delivered him from the hand of Saul. What do you think? Ooh, ooh. You know, and can, can I be real Lutheran here and say, yes. <laughs> you know, uh, we're going to have an either or, but, you know, I, you know, again, with, you know, experience, you know, knowledge plus experience equals wisdom. Yeah. And, and, and I think what you may, again, we've got this old David drawing near, again, drawing near to being gathered to his fathers, who, yeah. who and, and one of the things, you know, when, when the body's no longer strong enough to do what you once did, you start, you start recalling fondly, you start processing, and maybe what you have then, as he's reflecting on this, you know, the, you know this, this time when it was really bad, you yeah. know, and, and, you know, his kingdom wasn't, you know, if you look at the situations, when he's running around, sneaking around in caves, that doesn't look very kingly, yeah. okay? It doesn't look like you're going to be the strong, it doesn't look like you're, you're a candidate to be the strongest man on the planet. Okay, no. the most important ruler on the planet, right. and, and 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 now he's, he's sitting back and he's saying, "Oh, right. this is what God was doing." You know, you think about that in your in our own lives. You know, we sit there. Yeah. You know, you know, it, it is very dangerous to try and discern the. It is very dis, dangerous to try and discern what God is doing in your life right now, because yeah. you can say, "Oh, I uh-huh. can just." You know, I, oh, I can feel God acting. Well, guess what? You can't tell the difference whether it's God acting or it's last night's pepperoni pizza not sitting so good in your stomach. <laughs> you know? And, yeah. and, and so what you, the only way to really know how God, ha- the only way to, to know, you know, to have a better idea how God has worked in your life is to, okay, this is where I am. To, this is where I am now. I'm yeah. going to look back at my life and I'm going to say, oh, that's why this got me to hear, which got me to hear, which got me to hear. Oh, oh, oh now it all makes sense. And unfortunately, yeah. you need a lifetime of experience to do yeah. that. Well, and, and, and also like a, a, few, a few sermons along the way, too, right? I mean, just thinking about the things that, that, that Nathan has said to him, right? Or, um, you know, or Gad or, you know, just, uh, or Abby Athar, right? Or, oh, I, mean, I, lo- I, mean, I love it when you went to the, you went to my favorite prophet of all time. <laughs> you are that man, yeah, you know? Yeah, so. right? Exactly, exactly. So, I mean, like, so, I mean, yeah. So, so God is, has really been the one who's been able to, who's who's given him the perspective and and so it is interesting that okay you know you can say like well yeah like you were saying you know the big conflict with Saul I mean that was you know a long time ago you know he's like a, a young man you know just running around like you were saying in the caves but it, it's interesting how when you when, when you look at and this is uh, this kind of gets to some, maybe some of the questions here right um that that when you when you look at some of these uh lines it seems like he's talking about uh, more than just the run you know, on the run in the Judean wilderness stuff. So, I mean, let's see if we can find a couple of these uh, like moments here, right? So, let me see here. Well, one of the ones. This is a Facebook question, verse forty-two, right? Uh, they looked, but there was none to save. They cried to the Lord, but He did not answer them, which is pretty provocative because it says they cried to the Lord, it says they cried to Yahweh, and so the question was, hang on a second, like, what's going on with this calling out? to the Lord, like the enemies, right? And I, and, I th- and I think it gets back to how, think about, uh, I, I think for him, kind of like the, the biggest enemies, right, um, existentially that he had to face, well, they were Saul and his son Absalom, 
right? right. Who mm-hmm. both would have called on the Lord. I, I mean, I mean, even even uh, Ishbael or you know Ishbosheth to a certain yeah. extent, right? Would have done the same. So you would have had people who would have been calling on Yahweh to strike down David, but he didn't listen to them. Like we remember, uh, you know, uh, Shimei, right? Like uh, right. who was. Uh, cursing him, right? And you know, yeah. he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe God really has cursed me, right? So, um, I, I think that 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 kind of looks back at um, all, all these uh, moments, and so you could see that as uh, after Saul or before Saul. But then some of the stuff here, where um, just like like in verse forty four, like people whom I had not known served me. Foreigners came cringing to me, right? As soon as they heard of me, they obeyed me. You thinking about? Um, you know, like the, the, the foreign kings that came, like it was, was it like the king of like Tyre? Um, yeah. Who came and like built him a palace, right? So, I mean, like it, it's extending beyond just the confrontation with Saul stuff. So, I mean, I like what you're saying that like maybe it kind of focuses on the Saul stuff, but it, it goes on. Right. You know, and, and, and he sees, you know, I, I think, you know, again, it, like, like happens in our lives when we're younger you know some of the some of our young experiences then become the lens by which we view the rest of our lives yeah yeah and maybe that Saul that struggle with Saul paradigm the the, the Saul David paradigm then he sees that playing out in other aspects of his life and and he sees the the outcome of that you know so Hiram Hiram the king of Tyre becomes you know you know, okay, I have a choice. I can either become David's ally or David's victim. I think yeah. I'll be his ally. Yeah. You know, here you want you want some you want some uh, cypress and some uh, you know you want some timber. We'll lash it all together and we'll send it down. You know those kind of yeah. things. And yeah. uh, mm-hmm. what else? What else do you want? What What else do you want, Mister King? What, can I, what else can I get you, Mister King? And, mm-hmm. and 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 that's exactly what begins to happen. You know, so so you see, you know, and again. So, so just as the Saul thing resolves, he ends up, and and, and notice that immediately one, you know, it took a little bit from the time that Saul was, uh, Saul Saul was was killed in battle, killed himself in battle, uh, and then David unifies the kingdom, you know. So there's still a little bit of it's not immediately. Oh, Saul's dead. David's king. You know? Yeah. And there there was a time of unification that needed to happen. That's right, and, and and we see all of this playing. We see all this playing out, and God does it over time. And well, now David yeah. is looking back, and again, this is that that wonderful Hebraic mentality. That which is ahead of us, that yeah. that you know, you know, you know, their their time reference. The past is ahead of them. Why? Because they see how God has worked. The future is actually behind them because they don't know what tomorrow holds. That's right. You know, he is looking back, and as he looks back on his life, he sees God's fingerprints all over it. And this is where we begin. You know, and this is this is instructive for us. You know, as we sit here, whether it whether you're you know looking back on the fifty plus years of my life, you know how. Do, you know, this is how God, you know, oh, that's why God did that. And, uh, you know, you know, because I went out in the middle of it, I said, this stinks. I don't like this, you know, yeah. now, but, but now I live back and I go, you know, I, 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 you know, in my own personal story, you know, my, my parents were divorced in 1975, 1976, um, you know, and, and I will tell you that that's, you know, right now that's the worst day of my life, but yeah. so much of what I cherish, you know, my family, I, I, I was a non-practicing Catholic kid at the time. Yeah. Okay. But 
that really hard period of time set in motion the things that I that it gets me to it gets me to a step stepdad who introduces me to the Lutheran church who then in turn sends me uh, introduces me to a pastor who sends me to a Lutheran high school who then uh, he prays and slash orders me into the ministry to Concordia Wisconsin where I meet my wife and I get my family and, and you know which leads me to the seminary in St. Louis which then leads me to North Wisconsin and then back to Southern and now where I'm at today you know and so many things I treasure I have and I look back and I think wow there were some pretty cruddy things in my life that God used to put me in just the right place. And, yeah. that's da- and that's what David is David is playing out in this psalm. Some of the worst things God was delivering me from so he can set me up so I can sing his praises. Well, thank you, thank you for sharing that. And I think that, uh, you know, I, I mean, just, I mean, we've kind of been talking about this theme, how important it is that, that we share what God has done in our lives, not as a way of drawing attention to ourselves, but because, I mean, that's, I mean, that's the lens through which we can see it clearly, right? I mean, we, I mean, right. we, you know, I mean, who, who am I to, you know, be able to, to say what exactly God's doing in the lives of all these other people, right? It's like, I haven't lived and walked in their shoes, but I've lived and walked in mine, right? And so, and we can say that. And I, and I think that that's exactly right, that, you know, David is looking at it from this perspective here. And, um, and, and I think that, in a lot of ways, this is what's been hinted at, like all along. Like we recall that in Second Samuel sixteen, he refers uh, to to Ziba um, as the as the servant of Saul, and then like in the next several chapters, right, you hear about the the uh, the house of Saul, um, or that you know, like you you get those uh, you get the what is it? It's uh, Sheba's uh, mutiny, right? Um, yes. And it's like again and again and again, it's like you have all these people that are still loyal to Saul and it's like, Saul's just not, it's like, he's not really, really dead yet. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even Joab, even in different weird ways kind of ends up being this like thorn in his side. And so I, I do think that, that it's like, he's, he's looking at that and he's like, uh, I, I think you can read it this way that it's like, it wasn't until like kind of finally now in this moment, looking back on it all, he's like, yeah, God really has, finally dealt with Saul, right? Like, he, like you know, in the ways that he kept coming back. And I, and I think that we see that in, like, the final victory of God in our own lives and, and, and crucifixion, resurrection, that, you know, it's like, it's like when is Satan really going to be dead? And in the resurrection we see, hey, God has finally done it. And yep. it's, it's, it's uh, yeah, there it is. It's in the books. That's a wrap. As we come to a wrap. Um, thank you so much, brother. I love our conversations and, uh, yeah, looking forward to having you on again soon. Amen. Everybody, Pastor Nathan Metter at St. John's Lutheran in Plymouth, Wisconsin. Okay, going on to chapter 23. Last couple of chapters here of the story. Till then, I'm Pastor H.A. Espinosa. Peace. You've been listening to Thy Strong Word, produced by the Lutheran Church Missouri Senate Office of National Mission in cooperation with Worldwide KFUO, the official broadcast ministry of the LCMS. Your support is vital for this program to continue. You can make a gift safe, secure, and easily online at kfuo.org. Thank you for listening and supporting Thy Strong Word.